welcome to Didn't See It Coming, the podcast about brands that learn from the past, look to the future, and profit today. I'm your host, Mark Stoiber. Hey, welcome back to Didn't See It Coming. I love talking about brands and companies that are doing incredible, interesting stuff. And the global economic crisis that we're in right now with COVID-19 has shocked all of us. And I think it's scared a lot of us. And I like to go reach out and look for stories where I go, wow, you know, uh, there is an opportunity here in the situation that we're in. And truth be told, I have talked to so many founders and CEOs and marketers in the last couple of weeks who are finding opportunities and, and, and turning them into something really, really good, whether it's a short-term fix to get through the crisis or whether it's a whole new direction for their company and brand. Now, that brings me to the person that I want to introduce you to today. His name is Matthew Watson. And he runs a company that's based in Victoria, but is also in New York called Send to News. Now, you've never heard of Send to News. Send to News is the biggest sports video service that you have never heard of. And what Matthew's gonna tell us about his company is absolutely staggering if you are not familiar with the company. And you are gonna know immediately what they do because you've encountered what they do a million times if you're a sports fan. But what's really interesting and what I, what I really wanna to talk to Matthew about is how he pivoted with Send to News based on the COVID-19 crisis and the economic crisis that we're in. Is that about right, Matthew? Uh, sure. And thank you very much, Mark. And um, I'm flattered to be uh, addressing those topics with you. And, uh, and I'm, I'm sure our team's flattered too, to, uh, uh, in the positive way you're thinking about what you're doing. And uh, we are definitely, as the saying goes, uh, making lemonade right now after uh, after uh, everyone being served some lemons over the past uh, few months. You know, it's, it's funny because um, I first heard your story from a mutual friend, Art Aylesworth, who I've known since I was, I think, 14 years old. And he told me the story of what you're up to. And I have repeated that story to virtually every client and prospect that I have and said, this is so cool. You got to hear about what these guys did, how they pivoted. So, uh, but before we get, before we get into that, we got to have a teaser, right? Yeah, that was the teaser. So I want to hear about what Senta News does. I'll tell, tell the folks who have listened, because I can tell you that 99% of them probably have never heard of you either. Yeah. And uh, so, so what we, what we do is we, it's, 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 it's interesting to know which end to start at, you know, um, but basically I'll start at the sort of content end. And what we've become is we're the exclusive video distribution platform for Major League Baseball, the NFL, uh, NBA, PGA Tour, MLS, NHL. So every sports league you can think of and many probably you don't think of, we are the exclusive video distribution platform taking all of their short form content like highlights and interviews and all the rest of it, taking it to an audience that is, you know, reading a local paper or, or heading to a sports site, et cetera, et cetera, to the point now where we serve over 1 billion video views a month and we ingest 
between 400 and 5,000 sports videos a day. Um, and, and again, we've, we've built that up over, over many years, really starting with a vengeance in 2015. And um, we monetize that all too. So it's, it's providing publishers, publishers, everything from the Times Colonist to the New York Post uh, to, you know, Warriors Wire, all the blogs, native digital sites, as well as the newspaper.coms, broadcast.coms, and radio.coms, over 1,800 of them. We provide them with fantastic technology, which allows them to receive the video and for us to monetize it. And also, uh, uh, for we also um, bring um, unbelievable content. Um, I know I'll talk a little bit about our Beyond Sports offering, but we mm -hmm. have all those different sports that we bring. And then again, we monetize it and share revenue both with the content providers and the publishers. And so it's a new source of revenue for them. It's brand new content that they can't get anywhere else. And it's amazing technology that helps their workflow and engages their audience and creates a wonderful user experience for them. Now, uh, you touched on this six times in that last, in that last uh, sentence, <laughs> but you talk about monetization. You have got something here that is not common and makes everybody's life really, really easy when it comes to monetization. T talk to me about that. Yeah. So what we did was instead of trying to sell the, uh, sell, so what happens just for some of your listeners and maybe you too, Mark, I'm not mm -hmm. sure, but, uh, what, what every time, um, someone goes to view a video online, you know, there's those, there's that 15 second or six second ad before it, mm -hmm. which, uh, that's us. So um, with our scope, we're the largest video distribution platform. Um, I think, you know, as we alluded to earlier, we're bigger than ESPN. We're bigger than Yahoo Sports. We're bigger than everybody in terms of video views. So before that, we run typically what's called a pre-roll advertisement. And when we do that, we create a revenue source that we then share uh, that's really hard for uh, an individual publisher or even a content creator to realize upon because they don't have the scale and they often don't have the technology. And what we did to, to make that happen was we went to people who didn't have that scale, but who were in the market, either selling to selling television um, spots and dots or else they were, um, had some digital offering if they just represented uh, sports to advertisers and brands. And we got all them to partner together with us to sell our inventory. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. It, you know, that you figured out a way, essentially, you know, when we talked about this before, you figured out a way to basically take all the pain out of monetization for me. So you make money, I make money, we all make money and you take the pain away from me completely and just let me do what I want to do, right? 100%. Yeah, just make it easy for everyone. And the nice thing is, you know, there's not that many businesses where everyone is cheering for you. Yeah. And in ours, everyone is cheering for us from the advertisers, the broadcasters, the brands, the content creators, the leagues, the publishers, everyone. And so it's really fun being in a business where that's happening. Now I gotta I gotta shift gears here for a second and just fly local flag. Uh, this is a Victoria company, uh, which is I'm super proud of. I because I, I you know I live here in Victoria. I love to see success stories, but 
you're not really a Victoria company. You're a, you're a New York company. You're a big company. <laughs> we have grown quite large. And uh, most of the companies we deal with, for sure, they're in New York. You know, almost, the, the leagues are all in New York. Our biggest publishing partners uh, are head office in New York, although they might have publications uh, across North America. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, all the big brands, advertisers, um, and, and a lot of, there's some of our big technology partners in terms of, um, like who run our ad tech stack, like, you know, the Googles of the world and the mm -hmm. spot X's, um, they all have big offices in New York, as you know, but at least some of them are distributed some West coast, which is nice, but yeah, there's, uh, we are proudly Victorian. Um, but we're also, uh, we're a big deal in New York. We're not such a big deal in Victoria. Yeah. You know, it's funny when I, when I, uh, when I first moved to Victoria five, six years ago and, uh, I got hooked into the, the Viatech, the tech accelerator and the hub here in town. And they always talked about the second floor syndrome and, uh, in Victoria, if anybody's ever visited the first floor of every building downtown is some tourist business, uh, fudge shop, t-shirt shop, uh, whale watching place. And so you think it's a tourist town and then you look up top and every second floor and above, it's all tech. You know, it's, it's super funny. It's a, tech is an invisible industry in this town, but it's everywhere. Yeah, that's well said. Like we've got a really cool spot. <laughs> we're, mm. we're in an old bank building right, right, right above uh, a uh, vegetarian restaurant. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, you know, no one would know we're there. I think we finally put a logo on the door about uh, three months ago. Yeah. And so, uh, um, you know, the, we've got that. It's funny. Sometimes we'll be talking to partners and because we're on Bastion Square, they'll say, yeah, you know what? I was walking. I saw your office. I saw someone with a Centineus shirt on. I did, you know, and, and they'll be from L.A. or New York or Chicago or something. And, and you know, work, work day to day with us. Yeah. Um, from those uh, locations. But yeah, the, the tech scene in Victoria is amazing. My favorite is uh, there's a game, there's a gaming company that's uh, uh, on the, um, in one of the buildings off of Bastion Square. And they've got a few floors in that building and the top floor they've made into a skateboard park. So what? Uh, no one would, yeah, no one would know that. But uh, yeah, it's a well kept secret, but it's there. No way. I think we should shift this. We should shift this conversation right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're all working from home like they should be. That's awesome. ESPN, you just touched on it. You said ESPN once. Talk to me about ESPN because I think that's a big deal. Well, you know, in, in 2015, we were doing about, uh, I don't know, about 10 or 15 million video views. Uh, uh, and uh, we probably had maybe a million. And one of the things... You know, it's nice to have a target, right? And so when we first started talking um, and, and really reassessing on the potential, because I'd been around in, in the late 2000s, um, helping out a bit with the founder, another local Victoria guy, great guy. Um, and, and so we'd, we'd had a target and, you know, we jokingly said at the time, oh, yeah, when we pass ESPN, you know, we'll know we'll, we're doing well. And we passed them in uh, August of 2018. And we know a lot of people there. And of course, we made a big splash about it. And I would run into uh, ESPN folks from time to time. And they'd say, yeah, we really enjoyed that when you did sarcastically. We really enjoyed you really publicizing you passing us as the largest video sports video platform around. <laughs> so, so we're friendly with everyone, but uh, yeah, no, that was, uh, you know, we think obviously ESPN is um, 
a great a great name in sports, and uh, they they are more diverse than we are, of course, in their offering, mm-hmm. um, not digitally, but but generally. And so, uh, if if people don't know of us, and once we say we're bigger than ESPN, they figure we're we're something because everybody knows ESPN. Yeah, well, we had the conversation the other day, and that just floored me. You know, when uh, because literally, send to news is. It is not a household name. ESPN, everybody knows ESPN. And you say you're bigger than ESPN. It's, it's just one of those fun facts. You know, it's a wonderful thing. Uh, I want to I, I go to the model. You know, you, you, uh, it's a, video, a sports video service so that you flow the short form video content. You monetize it. This does not seem like something that should be exclusively sports. And you touched on it a second ago uh, that you're exploring other areas now. Talk to me about that. Yeah, so fortunately because our stuff always works and we're solving a problem in terms of both uh, um, how our video is received and displayed on sites, all the content we've done and the fact that we're monetizing it, our publishers have pulled us into different areas. So they've said, why can't you, you know, grab some uh, lifestyle and health content and entertainment content. It's all out there. There's others uh, that are producing it. There's these other sites. Could you go to them? There's all this television content. Why don't you rescue that from their sites and, and bring it on to ours and stuff? So in July of last year, after about 18 months of preparing and lining up all the content we could and lining up some revenue sources, uh, we, we launched and uh, it's become a tremendous success. And we are now doing as much in uh, beyond sports uh, views as we are in sports. That's nuts, man. That's nuts. And nobody knows who you are. No one knows still that we've kept secret, but as we say, we'd rather be uh, recommended than recognized. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, we've, by word of mouth, uh, we've definitely um, been able to, to expand our business through that tremendously. I I think you might've read one of the articles where, you know, we've been the fourth fastest growing company in Canada for two years in a row um, we've grown 14,388% in the last uh, five years. So, uh, that's yeah. staggering. Doing well there. That yeah. is staggering. Now, this yeah. is all, that's a great story, but that's not the story that I'm telling everybody right now in the times of economic meltdown and COVID. I want to talk about that story. Maybe you can, uh, maybe you can give your perspective because otherwise I'm just going to jump in and give my perspective. You just, <laughs> you, you take it. Well, you're very articulate and engaging, so I'm sure your story will be better. But well, I, it's I it's, a, it's it's a lot. It's pretty big. It's a big <laughs> one, man. So I'm not even. I'm not going to start. You start. Well, um, what we what we did and what we always do is we try to solve problems for publishers and in turn their readers and also anyone that supports them and so of course advertisers and everything else. So when COVID came. Um, there was a lot of information and on social, of course, you're bound to get lots of misinformation. Mm-hmm. And we know the saying that in, in uncertain times, uh, information is the first line of defense. So what we decided to do was from some select real health provider content video was we would create a COVID player. And so we created a player that provides COVID videos 24 seven checking every 20 minutes for quality uh, uh, COVID information videos. And um, we launched that and we, within a week, 200 of our publishers had taken up the player 
the video player, I should say, um, with our video playlists, our COVID video playlists. And within, within so the beginning of it, by the beginning of the next week, uh, we were doing 15 million video views a day on just that COVID player. That's nuts. That's nuts. Now, now let, me, let, me, uh, let me put it from the outsider's perspective. When I talked to Art about this and he said, yeah, I was just, I was just with Matthew and you know, I thought I'd check in on him because uh, COVID hit all the, all the sports leagues and they just shut down one league after the other. And I thought for sure, you know, Send to News would be suffering. And I got on the phone with him and he said, no, man, it's really, really good because um, I got my whole team working on this new project. It's the COVID player. And it's just taken off. It's gone through the roof. And then he laughed and he said, I can't believe this guy. He's just, he's unbelievable. He's finding these opportunities and it's awesome. And that was, that just slayed it for me. Now you had your team inside. I mean, you think about it as an outsider, you go, wait a minute, this is a, this is a company that's built on sports videos and every sports franchise has shut down. I would think that Send to News would be dust in the wind, but actually the opposite. So you had your team actually build this player, the COVID player, over the course of a weekend. That's right. Yeah, we uh, we have um, we have an amended, a tremendous group, and uh, I'd like to thank Art for those kind words. Um, we we had he's a great guy. Uh, yeah. We 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 have a we have a tremendous team and. Uh, we're all very committed um, to to the to the mission of helping publishers and and their and their viewers, and so when when this thought came up, no one thought it. You know, no no one looked at it like, oh, this is going to be difficult, and we've got all this work to do, and can we do it? Um, it was just a great idea, so everyone was super excited to get going on it. I should say that it also coincided with us live streaming, which is something newish for us, the players championship in Ponte Vedra, Florida. So, so at the same time we were, we were, it got canceled, but we've got one day of live streaming in, um, of it. And, and so again, it wasn't that we didn't have enough to do, um, but, but uh, everyone jumped on that and uh, we got it going. And again, we're at, we, March was a record month for video views, you know, over a billion. And, wow. and video impressions over a billion. So, um, yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, I, I don't think, you know, I, when you build a team, you don't want people who just do stuff for money. Mm-hmm. And I think that we have a team, of course, everyone needs to get paid and get paid well and all the rest of it. But our, our team always rises to every occasion and the live, whether it's the live streaming or the COVID play or any of the other myriad of things we've done. Because uh, it's kind of fun too. Because you might mm-hmm. be sitting in Victoria, but when you get to see your stuff on the New York Post or the New York Times or the you know uh, any other of our eighteen hundred publisher sites, uh, it's meaningful for everyone. And when we know that there's, our, we've got forty five million unique viewers, and when you know you got forty five million people viewing it, it's pretty exciting as well. Now the COVID, uh, the COVID player though, is it is it sports or is it? all content it it's all content there was uh, it was intermixed with some sports at the beginning because that was part of the big story uh was definitely the impact covid and the and the and the positive steps people were taking to avoid its spread um was was a big part of the story 
but it was also uh, sprinkled with, you know, things about what to do, what health officers were saying to do, um, international impacts of it, uh, what was the, you know, what was the right thing to do. And then it, you know, morphed into also uh, how to, how to, um, uh, you know, what steps to take when working from home, um, you know, how to avoid spreading COVID, how to avoid getting COVID, all those types of things. So it, it became a, you know, a, a really informative, you know, we have 10, 10 different videos in the playlist for COVID. So it had a whole bunch of different things and it would display them all so people could watch whatever, you know, the first one was and then they'd be offered another nine choices. And, and again, those would be updated every 20 minutes uh, with, with new uh, videos. It's an incredible story. And, and what I love about it is that you pivoted or you built this thing over the course of a weekend, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it usually might take longer, but uh, it's something, you know, we've become pretty good at. Yeah. And so uh, it, look, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm never surprised uh, by, by what our team does, uh, <laughs> but it was pretty, it was pretty amazing. Yeah, sure. it's an it's an absolutely awesome story. It's an yeah. absolutely awesome story. Okay, so now now comes the public service part of our program, uh, because what I want to do is dig a little bit. Uh, you're a CEO. You're a CEO of a very successful company. You're a CEO of a successful company that just did an awesome little pivot and created something that has had a, an incredible uh, success for you at a time when everything is in flux and turning upside down. When you talk to other CEOs, when you give advice, uh, what do you tell them in these uncertain times? Well, I try not to give too much advice, especially in these uncertain times, because, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, I'm a more collaborative uh, fellow in, in these types of things. But, but I think, you know, uh, there's the Winston Churchill quote, which is, uh, when you're going through hell, keep going. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's pretty good advice. And I don't have the panic gene in me. And I guess I've got my parents to thank for that. And so look, just, just always look for the opportunities and, uh, and, and always listen to them and, and gather folks around who are uh, like by video uh, digitally right now, you gather mm -hmm. them around and just, you know, re really challenge all of them as well to come up with solutions. I think that, um, there's to become a CEO and to become a successful one, you pretty much have to be, uh, um, you know, willing to challenge your folks, challenge yourself and um, not accept the status quo and, and never, uh, you know, use woe is me uh, for any of that. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, it's not my nature. So yeah, just keep going. Art's got a funny saying actually about, uh, you know, it's, uh, he's from Calgary. I don't know if you know this, but his mm -hmm. is, uh, he, he steals from, I think his, his brother or his, or his uncle, uh, which is, uh, don't say woe in a mud hole, uh, which is a horse riders, uh, uh, equivalent of when you're going through hell, keep going. <laughs> I want to finish off with one question. Uh, stuff that you've seen in the last little while. I mean, your story I wanted to share with everybody because it was one of those great things that, that just popped up on my radar. But what about you? Have you seen anything pop up on your radar in these weird times that's really caught your attention, that has inspired you, that you, know, you want to share with folks? I think, 
like business wise, I think just generally uh, how how much resilience there is and um, willingness to figure things out. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking of all of our partners, uh, all the leagues. Um, you know, NFL, MLB, M- NBA, everybody, um, and and they are all of the same vein. And what's cool is they're approaching it the same way as us. So they're accepting of some of the ideas that we have. And so one of the things that we suggested is, look, let's really go to town on reliving sports moments. And mm-hmm. so we've done that. And the number one trending story on the, on the New York Post on Monday and Tuesday was something we created with them, which was a look at the, at the night of, of the, uh, Yankees. Look at the Yankees. Yeah, the Yankees from, from 2019, their highlights. We've got about 10 more stories of those just like that. Um, you know, the, the Washington Nationals, or as we call them, the Montreal Expos, had an amazing uh, year last year in the finals. So, you know, we've got stories replaying all those things. Um, there's a whole bunch of cool stuff going to come up around the NFL draft. Uh, you look at some of the, um, the, the, the other uh, sectors of the economy, all the, um, we're getting a lot of um, mindfulness and yoga videos coming in that we're pushing out, people wanting to um, promote that sort of thing. Uh, so there's lots of that. But, you know, Mark, in, in these times, and I'm not saying this gratuitously, I'm just saying that like, this is the fact is that the problems we're dealing with are all high class problems compared mm-hmm. to, you know, that poor, the, you know, that portion of this, uh, the, the, the population that just does not, you know, that, that are current, you know, that came into this already poor or homeless yeah. or all that sort of thing. And I yeah. think that, that, that on a local level, I, I think that the rapid relief fund uh, to which we've generously uh, donated, we're doing some things for other charities where we're advertising um, uh, for them on our platform to promote Feed America and some other ones. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think that as a group, uh, Victoria is really rallying to the cause on all that. And, mm-hmm. and, and we see other areas uh, doing that uh, as well. Other communities where our folks are, are living and, and just that we learn about with our partners. So I think that's, that's, that's great. We've, I don't know that we've ever seen anything like this, uh, like mm-hmm. in our lifetime, we've seen lots of economic uh, challenges. We saw also nine 11, um, um, which, which was a different type of, uh, trauma, but nevertheless caused a lot of, you know, uh, health issues and pauses in the economy and those types of things. But this one's quite unique with social distancing and all that people are really finding ways to come together and, and, uh, just like we are today, um, yeah. sharing, st- sharing stories and, and being positive and helping to inspire and encourage others. Cause yeah. believe me, if, 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 I can do it and we can do it and uh, everyone can do it. So, well, you know what? It's also, uh, it's interesting because when you mentioned 9-11, 9-11 was another event that made you question everything. And yeah. uh, this one, it is, I think it's shaken all of us a little bit loose at the foundations when we saw the economy, the thing that we rely on just evaporate overnight, mm-hmm. boom, gone. And you're like, wow, you know, it's not like a, a thousand year old cathedral or something where you go, I can rely on that being there tomorrow it was just vaporized. And, um, you know, to your point with uh, the, the turmoil it's thrown people into, heard an interesting statistic that the average American couldn't write a $400 check without going into debt. And that was before the crisis and COVID. You know, that was uh, when things were still uh, running hot. And, uh, you know, the, the, the situation that people are finding themselves in is just 
it's just mind blowing right now. But you know, that's yeah. why I, I go out looking for, I go out looking for positive stories where people are pulling themselves up and, you know, brands that are, that are, uh, that are learning and twisting and pivoting and finding something good. And I, you know, I think, I think yours is just an amazing story. And I think a lot of people will be inspired by it. Yeah, that's nice. You know, there, there are sectors of the economy that, that if it, in some ways, I mean, this is not exactly, uh, you know, uh, where, but there's some sectors of the economy that are really doing well in this situation. Most of those sectors didn't exist 10 years ago. Hmm. So all the things around home delivery, uh, video hmm. conferencing, um, um, just, just, uh, uh, direct to consumer stuff, all those things. If we were, if we were 20 years ago, there was no real e-commerce. Um, so people couldn't be buying stuff online and getting it shipped to them. Uh, you know, people couldn't be getting unlikely to be ordering and getting groceries delivered. I, I think the community spirit would still overcome this, but it'd be a lot different and it'd be a lot more difficult than we are today in, in dealing with this. And so I think that to some extent that, you know, technology is really, really helping in this particular instance. Mm -hmm. And so I love it that you're pursuing, um, you know, stories uh, that, that some of it, uh, centers around technology companies because I think that uh, there's a lot of good coming from um, how we've embraced and adopted technology over the last uh, 20 years in particular. Yeah, I got, I'll, I'll definitely, I'll definitely back that thought. It was funny. I had a podcast just two days ago and uh, one of the things that this person said is uh, one uh, effect coming out of this is uh if you think that you've got a good digital platform, a good digital presence now, think again, because this is going to accelerate people's drive to digital like crazy because it's forced all of us to do things digitally that we're used to doing one-on-one. -on -one. And it's taken mm. us out of our comfort zone. A lot of people weren't very good at using video conferencing, you know, and, but it's forced us to do this kind of stuff. And I think what it's going to do is lead to, uh, a whole new way of uh, doing business. You know, are we going to want to jump on that plane to go to Cincinnati? Well, we didn't have to during COVID. Why should we now? You know, so there's going to be a lot of stuff shaken up, but uh, you know, yeah. it's, I think it's, we're it's, seeing new things in healthcare too, um, yeah. where, where there's a lot of more telehealth. There's a lot more video health. There's a lot yes. more taking pictures or even FaceTiming or Insta Instagram live, uh, like all those sorts of things are, coming into play to provide services that they never did before. And I think that's probably a real positive development. Um, I think so too. And, and I think we're going to see more of that sort of thing. Um, right now uh, in Island Health, there's something like 500 beds uh, that are empty, which would be unheard of normally in these circumstances. So I don't know exactly what that says about our consumption of healthcare, but I think there's probably learnings we're going to gain from, from that situation as well about how we can uh, better serve our communities without necessarily, um, you know, moving people into hospitals and, and those types of things. And, and, I, and I hope this isn't just a negative reaction. I hope it's a positive reaction that people are willing to, um, to, to put people first uh, in terms mm -hmm. of um, those suffering with COVID and other really difficult challenges. You know, it's funny because I, um four or five years ago, I worked with our government on a thing called um, healthcare innovation platform, where we needed to reduce our healthcare costs by a very small number, 2%, something like that. But it was a massive effort. 
And it, it, it was based on a whole bunch of different pillars, making the emergency room, the triage work better. Uh, one of the things was care at home. One of the things was, te was telehealth. And back then, telehealth, it, was, it existed. It was out there. But it was massively expensive and, and unwieldy. And I think this crisis is going to accelerate that, that innovation uh, beyond anybody's wildest dreams. I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be wonderful. I do believe, especially for isolated communities, yes. telehealth is a great democratizer, you know? Yes. It, just like we don't need to have a department store in order to get the stuff we want. Well, you don't need to live downtown to get uh, some modicum of healthcare now because of, because of digital. I think it's only going to get better. I think it's a wonderful evolution. Yeah, I think that the early days of telehealth involved, you know, the whole monitor, the whole infrastructure, et cetera, et cetera. And, and how smartphones have advanced and iPads and everything else. I think that it's, uh, that, that that's come a long way in, in, uh, you know, leapfrogging some of the old telehealth systems because mm -hmm. everyone's got a smartphone, every doctor, nurse, and, you know, most, uh, most, although not all, uh, yeah. people, but we, we, we'd be, we'd be better off putting a smartphone in their hands, uh, than, than having them come to emergency because the yeah. price and time of, and travel and risk of coming into emergency versus, uh, just dealing with it over a smartphone pays for a smartphone in one instance. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Yeah. Well, we, we, uh, we digressed a lot from the topic. I was going to say, I, I, we were getting into healthcare innovation here. We were supposed yeah. to be talking about sports news. That's yeah, yeah. well, part of the healthcare innovation was uh, we were we were including some good uh, health tips and that sort of thing in our video. I don't know if that's what sent us down this path. But I don't know. I think it was more know. the technology discussion, but for sure, this is uh, you know it's it's uh, the most difficult of times, and and I appreciate uh, you you uh, launching this topic and including me. So thank you very yeah. much. Well, thank you so much. And you know what? I'm going to put all the links to your website in there. I'm going to put a great link to a story from the Toronto Star in there talking about your company. And uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just uh, very enthusiastic about tracking where this goes. And, and also, uh, you know, beyond sports, I'm very, I'm going to be very, very interested in tracking where this goes in the near future. And I look forward to talking to you really soon and introducing you to more of our team when the time's right. So thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. Now you're off on uh, just for everybody who's not living out here on the West coast, you're, you're jumping straight off this call onto your mountain bike, right? I am. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's a good. That's Tell a good whole to team. That. Tell our whole team that. Yeah, right, no, I'm not. Very much. Nobody will hear this interview. I promise. Just my mom. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you. You've been listening to Didn't See It Coming, the show about brands that learn from the past, look to the future, and profit today. I'm your host, Mark Stoiber. If you'd like to talk about brands, drop me a line. I'd love to hear your ideas. 